But I remember leaving and looking at my best friend and being like, that's what I want to do forever. That just that in there, that audition thing. I like that. That's what I want to do. Welcome back to Dear Actor Podcast, the podcast in which film industry professionals share their stories, mistakes, successes, and advice they would have told themselves. I'm your host and fellow actor, Sage May. Before I introduce our guest, I have a really exciting announcement. We now have sponsors, and both of which have helped me tremendously in my career. As you know, it is vital that actors learn from industry professionals and gain the necessary tools to enrich their career. Ace Studios features numerous casting director workshops specialized classes, intensives, and free events. Some of you may know I'm a New Yorker, and if it weren't for Ace, I wouldn't be able to meet any of the LA casting directors and learn from them, all from the comfort of home. They have affordable workshops with casting directors every week, a great community, and the perfect way to make connections. Go to acestudiosla.com, that's acestudiosla.com, to make those connections today. We're also sponsored by the place I got all of my business of acting knowledge, the Hollywood Winner's Circle. I cannot stress this enough. If you're an actor who's just starting out or even got a little bit lost along the way, like I did, the Hollywood Winner's Circle led by Hollywood talent manager Wendy Aline Wright is the best thing you can do for your career. It provides a roadmap and explains everything you'll need to do to become an actor. They're also having a sale right now, so go to HollywoodWinnersCircle.com and use code HWCDEC right now for $200 off. Now let's get to our guest. She's a total badass, having gone from ditching her 9 to 5 to pursuing acting full-time. And as I'm sure many of you know, this can be the scariest part. It's a good thing she did it though, because our guest was in the iconic HBO Sopranos prequel, Many Saints of Newark. She's also in The Resident, and on top of that has her own production company and makes her own award-winning films. Such a badass, I told you. Please welcome Gabriella Piazza. Hi, Gabriella. Thank you so much for being Hi, here. Hi. What's up? Thank you for having me. Of course. I'd love to hear how you got into acting. Yes, of course. By the way, you have such a beautiful voice. Thank you. Oh, I'm like, you. I'm like, oh my gosh, you're oh so my calming. God. I've never gotten that before. <laughs> it's very nice. <laughs> Thank you. Like, wow, I could listen to you all day. How am I gonna? I, now I have to talk. But, no, you sound um, great. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Anyway, so how I got into acting. So. Um, I have a bit of a convoluted story other than, um, uh, you know, compared to others, but growing up, I always loved theater. I always, I, you know, I did that in, in grammar school, high school, went to theater camp, um, all that fun stuff. But I never really had anybody around me while I was growing up pursue acting as a real thing, right? I had a lot of other people around me um, doing the corporate thing, graduating from great college, getting an amazing job in the corporate world. Um, so I did that. I followed in my parents, sisters, brothers' footsteps. Um, and it wasn't until, you know, I, I had like always had this, you know, yearning to, to perform and, and to, you know, tell stories. And I was in a particular industry where I felt like I could do that. I did a lot of presentations and things like that. I was always kind of performing, but wasn't really what I wanted to do. Um, and it wasn't until I met um, my boyfriend, actually. We, he actually came to interview at the job a company I worked for. And I saw him, you know, per using the corporate world as a way to supplement his dreams and his passion. And I was like, oh, it is possible to do what you really want. 
So I went to school at the New York Film Academy at night while I was working. I went for a, a long, a long period. And, you know, as soon as I was done with that program, I decided to learn how to produce and make my own movies. And once I sort of figured it out, I quit my job and that's then here we are. <laughs> That's so cool. I, I a lot of the time you hear like that joke of like, what's one thing you tell yourself and then people will be like, do anything other than acting. But right, it's funny right. because you're the opposite. Like you were like, I will do anything other than acting. And then you came back, which I, I think that's great. It's so fun. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you know when to leave that big corporate job? Cause I feel like that's very stressful. It was horrifying. It was the scariest. It was, and you know what? I don't ever think like, it's so funny that you asked me that because when I think about it, I'm always like, if I had tried to plan when the right moment was, I probably would have never done it. Right. Like I just sort of had to rip the bandaid one day. I walked into work. I was having a shitty day. Mm-hmm. Sorry for cursing. No, no, you can curse. And We're I, good. <laughs> and, oh, okay. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to make this movie and I'm going to quit and everything's going to be fine. And, you know, I'm going to tell my parents, my parents were like, um, what? Yeah. <laughs> now they're fine, but it took a little bit of convincing there, but you know, I just had to go for it. It was just a gut feeling. I, and you know what? I, I just, I had to do it. So there is no right time. I mean, you'd have a presentation to do, or you'd have a new thing to work on. It's like, there's always things coming. So I, mm-hmm. I think that's super interesting. So you were mentioning the movie that you were making. What was that all about? And how did it turn out? <laughs> it did really well. It really did well, honestly. So my first short film that I made, so I have my own production company. So as soon as I quit, I opened an LLC and I was like, let's write off all of I my film it. expenses. Um, something that they, I wish that they taught us in college is like have an LLC when you graduate, like create your own company, whatever. So for another time, when we speak, <laughs> but um, it was a short film called To Whom It May Concern, and it was uh, written and directed by Blake Rice. Um, I made myself the lead of the movie because I had been hearing around town that it was like, you need an agent to get work or you need work to get an agent. So I was like, yeah. you know what? I'm just going to make myself the lead of this and pretend. Like As I you should. I'm the lead of movies. Yes. Um, and sort of created that, created that narrative for myself. And it actually turned out to be a good movie um, because of all of the brilliant people that worked on it. Um, and it did really well in the film festival circuit. So that's how, on the East Coast. So that's how I really landed my first manager and my agent and broke into the world, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, that's so cool. I, I also, I love New York Film Academy. I know sometimes it gets a little bit of a bad rap. Just, I, don't, yeah. I don't really know exactly why, but... I, I loved it. Yeah, I did a summer program in high oh, school, amazing. actually. Yeah, and um, they set me up great. Like, they had us, there was the film people, and then there was the actor people, and what they did was had the actor people audition for the film people, so we were in their film, so it was like two birds, one stone. It was so cool. I, yeah. I loved it. Yeah. And we, were like, recorded monologues and learned, like, what it was like to go through, like, auditioning. I thought it was such a beautiful program. No, it was really I good. completely agree. And I actually think it was better than, like, my college experience. <laughs> like, well, there was, you go. Yeah. You probably learned more there, right? I did. Like, I did. It was, it was really interesting. So I'm glad that you're an alum of that. So what was your first audition like that you remember? Oh, my Lord. So I had auditioned for something on, I had an audition for something off backstage 
And I had my best friend come with me, which is like so ridiculous to think about now. <laughs> At the time I was like, you need to come. I need moral support. Um, I had no idea what to really expect. Um, and the audition, you know, I don't really remember the audition itself. I think I did poorly, to be honest. But I remember leaving and looking at my best friend and being like, that's what I want to do forever. That, just that in there, that audition thing. I like that. That's, that's what I want to do. So it was really, for me, I remember the feeling after being like, oh, cow. Like, what a nerve-wracking, wonderful, just painstakingly beautiful experience that was that's so cool do you still feel like that with the self-tape stuff or is it like a little bit oh you know the self-tape is hard right because it's you against yourself whereas like in a room you sort of feel like you've got some some people to to who who are empathetic to what you're going through whereas when you're at home you're kind of like well what am I doing this for um you know, it's, it's definitely different, but I do love reading scripts and telling stories in any capacity. So I try to remind myself, you know, I'm probably going to be in an audition chair for 99% of this career and you have to like love it in any which way. You can. I love that quote that you just said. It might, it might need to write I think that one Alan Rick, Rickman actually said that oh, to well, be completely honest. <laughs> Alan Rickman, Gabriella, whatever. <laughs> Same difference. Oh. <laughs> I totally stole it. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so um do you have any self-tape tips just going off of that yes my biggest thing and just tips in general is like it's to just be as much off book as you can with self-tapes because you have to really listen to the other person and you have to really be into what the other person is doing in your self-tape to show that you're receiving. Because some of the most interesting things that you do as an actor is when you're listening to the other person. It's really not when you're talking. So it's so much easier to just, the last thing you got to worry about is the words. And the first thing you can worry about is the person that you're, you're acting you know, with, right? Or speaking to in the scene. So it's always to be as, as you know, and that, that's just personally what works for me. I know a lot of people like to just kind of look at it once and then go for it, which is amazing as well. But for me, I just like to be able to put all of my attention, not worrying about if I know what the heck I'm supposed to say next, because it reads pretty obviously personally on my face. So, yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, do you have any tips for like keeping the same energy that you would have in an audition room in a self-tape since you don't have that adrenaline as much? Yeah. So I, I know like for me, I absolutely, the one thing I love about self-tapes is you kind of have the luxury to take your time, your time, right? And you can make sure that you're in the right headspace. For me, I just, I like to like have a conversation. This is so bizarre. This is the weirdest thing ever. We're actors. (laughs) I like to have like a conversation with the person that I'm in the scene with. Yeah. Like in my brain before we start to record. So I'll like, like have like a big conversation with nobody and then my like Rita will come in and I'll be able to like pick up that conversation I don't know if that makes sense no that that makes total sense I think that's an absolute actor thing it's like it's, it's like such we a have weird actor thing friends. I like have a whole yeah exactly the whole conversation also like the, the the things as well so like put shoes on if you're allowed shoes in the house get dressed up as you would as if you're in the room like dress for the job you want you know 
Absolutely. It's thank you. That's so so informative. So what's it like being in the Sopranos prequel? That is incredible. What what's that like? <laughs> yeah, I mean honestly, <laughs> I looked at around when I was on set and I was like, how did I get here? Um I'm not sure how they let me in here. But um it is incredible and I'm so grateful. I think I was able to learn from such amazing actors on set to watch like Vera Farmiga and John Bernthal and Leota and, you know, Michael and Alessandro. And I mean, even watching Michaela de Rossi, who's our, our lead, you know, really work. It was just a masterclass in acting. And I was so grateful to be there. And I learned a lot about trusting my own choices when on set as a new actor in a circumstance that's kind of intimidating, which was super important. And it was amazing. It's amazing. It's so cool to be in the Sopranos family. It's like legendary. Yeah, that's like, it's amazing. Did you feel like some added pressure because it's such a big deal? <laughs> yeah, I felt like we were carrying some added <laughs> yeah. baggage. Like people had expectations, but it's still, you know, but we always felt safe and like, we knew we were gonna knock it out of the park because you know david chase is david chase right yeah. so whatever he's got written down in good hands it can't be bad yeah that's so cool what was the audition like for that the audition was great um the first acting workshop i ever took in new york city was with five years prior was um with the casting director who called me in so pretty cool i had a starbucks before I walked in and I just did my thing and it was just you know it was easy it was like it felt it felt good I just felt like I gave it my all and it is what it, I also yelled something like I yelled like about pork chops I believe or in the beginning of the the first scene of the movie when I'm like you know what does your family do and I'm like screaming at her that I did in the audition and everyone was like <laughs> That's great. So who knows? I just went with my gut, called my mom before, you know, the normal stuff. Yeah. Well, you you seem like you're like extremely Italian. Did that help at all? It did. It did. It did help. I come from an Italian and Dominican, in surprisingly, family. And, yeah. you know, you're just always, yeah, it just felt like I was at home. Yeah. Really, <laughs> the whole time. I'm like, oh, we're eating, you know, red sauce great. Like that, that's what it seemed like when you said that you yelled it and like you got cast from that because that is right. like it's incredible. <laughs> you're it's like, I mean, right. it's like Italians are so loud, so awesome. So, so <laughs> Did you have like anyone in your family in mind for the character? Was she you or like anything like that? It's my mom. It was my mother. I literally called. I asked my mom to record her speaking some lines so that I could hear her how she would say it. But it was, I really pulled from, I was walking some plot <laughs> there. That's so. so cool. Yeah. So was there like a callback for that or was it like a direct booking or? So it was a direct booking after that, actually. Wow. I had a film, so, but it was like four months after. So I had a movie in a film festival, my, my second film I ever made in a, the Big Apple Film Festival. And the casting director had um, a film in there as well. And so I emailed him because I had a relationship with him. And he's like, I have some good news for you, like four months prior, later. And that's how it all came to be. How did you celebrate that? <laughs> I was at work. I was at, working at a restaurant at the time at Irvington in New York City. And I was crying in like the serving 
like the stairwell. I remember bawling, like being like, work, but, and I asked the host to pinch me because I didn't think it was real. It was crazy. Yeah. I love those stories. Because like, <laughs> like, you don't realize how bad, like, we need it. And we know. want it. Yeah. 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 That's so yeah. cool. Um, so going off of that, <laughs> going in a different direction, um, do you have any audition biggest fails you'd like to share? You can also oh, do yeah. biggest successes. I like to give everyone the option. I will give you the fail. It was a nightmare. I <laughs> yes. went in for, I went in, this was, oh my gosh. I went in for, um, you know, the rite of passage in New York show. Yeah. I'm sure we all know what mm-hmm. that is. <laughs> And I had one line, Sage, I had one <laughs> line <laughs> and I was a waitress. I think it was like, do you need the check or something? With my, I don't even know. But before I had delivered the line, I thought in my newly acting experience that I was supposed to do actions as a waiter. So I went around the room out of frame. I'm not in the frame of the camera. I am around the room picking up things. <laughs> talking to other customers and then delivered and do you need anything else and the the costume worker was like no we're good here we're good and I was like oh god yeah so that was mine it was great it was a good good learning experience I feel like part of that is like a little bit impressive though you know like I know like co-stars you're supposed to just go in and be like bam 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 done but like I feel like I don't know in a way I think it's impressive I mean, I don't know. I wish I had the balls to do what I did. (laughs) But now, you know, I didn't know. I didn't know better. So I was just like, this seems like this is what I have to do here. So cute. (laughs) But who knows? Did they call you in again since that? Oh, no. 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 Well, whatever. You're you're in Sopranos prequel, so whatever. Right. Whatever. It's fine. It's okay. I'm fine. Please call me in. Please, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I yeah. get it. I get it. I'm in I'm in the same boat. Um, <laughs> um, I love it. So you were saying earlier that a lot of the time to get an agent, you need to be in stuff, but you need to have an agent to be in stuff. So how did you get your agent? It was really, truly because I had made that movie. You know, I had the footage. I had that footage and I had like some producing credit behind me, but you know, it's really important. Like everybody's path is different. You know, I do truly believe that you should create your own work. Like what you're doing, like this, this sort of stuff, like this is incredible that you're doing like, and yeah, no, it's amazing. And I think everybody should just really create, create some stuff and not wait to be put in things when we have the opportunity to make stuff ourselves, you know? Or else we'll drive ourselves nuts. No, for sure. Um, do you have some ways that maybe you know actors who have gotten agents other ways and things like that? Just like ways that people get agents because it's so hard. Right, right. Yeah. No, yeah. I think, you know, so I was in sales in my previous life. And the, you know how I really, so my movie was good. So I'll, I'll backtrack. My movie helped because I had something on tape, right? But I emailed my first manager in, um, October, because I went through a list. She was the only person who answered me, but she didn't sign me at that time. I had to email her four consecutive times. So to everybody who's like doing the cold emails or writing, you know, nice letters or doing whatever, it doesn't just take one time. Just like when your agent submits you 
for auditions, it's not going to be the first time your face crosses that casting director's desk. It's going to be the third or fourth time before they actually bring you in. So building that relationship from a, from a perspective, when you're reaching out to these people, you need to do, you need to write a follow-up email. You need to, and it sat and it, you're going to feel like a crazy person. Like you're talking to nobody, but it really, really does work. Somebody is going to be like, you know what, this person has tenacity and I appreciate it. And I love the way that they're addressing their emails, that they're telling me updates and going for it because that's what makes you stand out, you know, working a little bit harder to get that, get that foot in the door. Absolutely. I worked for a talent manager. Amazing. When I was sitting next to my boss at one point, there was a breakdown for like kind of a nerdier girl who was like college aged. And what she did was like, oh, do you remember that one girl who submitted forever ago? She was like talking to another manager and she was like, oh yeah, that girl. And they like emailed her and I saw that she last emailed like four months ago. So like they do open them and they look at you. That's what I'm saying. I think they have so much to do and we deal constantly with rejection as actors, right? Like unknown knows. It's like, why didn't we get this? Why? We have no clue. But the only thing we can do to make a difference is keep emailing, keep reaching out. You never know, just like you said. Yeah. So um, I'm wondering, since we do go through so much rejection, do you have any tips for keeping a good mindset in the industry? Yeah, I think one thing that I remind myself constantly and is really, really important to do, and a dear friend of mine told me this, um, is that the door will open when you're ready for it to open, when you yourself are ready, right? If the door opens for you tomorrow and you're not ready, you're not, you're not gonna, how many times do we put ourselves in situations and we're like, well, I was not ready for that. And I think like to just remind yourself that we have zero control over what we do, but we do have control over our performances. We do have control over our prep. We do have control about how we carry ourselves and knowing that, you know, if you do all those things correctly and you walk into a room and you do an audition, walking away with yourself and being like, oh, I did everything I was supposed to do makes it so much easier. And to just constantly remind yourself that the door will open when you're ready. It's like the universe is working for you. Work with it. Don't work against it. And that being said, yes, I have really, really tough days. I have really tough days when I don't get an audition for three months or I don't you know, hear back on a job that I really, really wanted, or I was far along in the casting process and I didn't get it. That stuff is going to happen, but it's just going to make us stronger and better when that door does open. Absolutely. I love everything you said. I completely agree. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I saw in the package your agent sent over that you are also a chef and I love cooking. My like guilty pleasure show is top chef i'm like watching like season like six right now it's like no way it's so so good who's your favorite (laughs) i don't even know i think all of i'm just like constantly like blown away no i know it's so good constantly blown away it's so good i like made miso soup yesterday because because i was like i'm watching top chef and i feel like i'm a chef but i'm absolutely not so just going off that you're a chef um do does it help you with acting at all or is it like more of a i'm done with work let me relax with this or what's the deal it's for sure like 
a totally separate thing. Like, and I'm inspired, like you said, like I'll watch Top Chef or Chopped and I'll be like, okay, well, I'm going to go buy six ingredients at the, <laughs> at the grocery store. And, you know, it's just, it's a totally separate thing. I just love it. I grew up cooking with my mom. Like I, there's nothing better than watching people eat your food. It's how I show love. I'm, oh. I'm sure you're the same way. Like yeah. feeding people, like you're just like, I love you. Here you yeah. go. Like <laughs> eat eat everything <laughs> if you don't I'm gonna be upset yeah um but yeah it's it's a it's just a I, it's just my like side passion and, and love yeah. I love to do it I think it's so important for actors to have that other passion too that is like an art but it's not the acting because when the rejection does happen you need something else to go to in another outlet turn to yeah we're all right unhealthy. it's like <laughs> Exactly. And like, we know that we're good at cooking. So if somebody eats our food, they're going to love it. That's great. Like who cares about that job I didn't get? (laughs) No, for sure. I also, I crochet too. I'm like making a massive blanket and channeling all of the the energy into that. I'm like, yeah. (laughs) I'm, I'm crazy, but <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other I thing. I love it. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so this is the last question. I yeah. always ask everyone this one last. What would you have told yourself when you were starting out? Oh, man. What would I tell myself? Probably a lot of things. Don't do this. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I would, I would um, say, Gabby, <laughs> everybody has their own path. And I think it's really hard now with social media and like everything like that, that it's really easy to get jealous or concerned that you're not doing something right because somebody else is doing X, Y, and Z. And I think it's, I would tell myself to just from like, you are on the path you're supposed to be on and it looks different from everybody else's and that's okay. And that's what I would tell myself. I love it. Thank you so much, Gabrielle. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me. I've had such a wonderful time. Oh my gosh. It was so great. Thank you so much for listening. Feel free to give the podcast a rate on whatever platform you're listening on. And as always, you can email us at dearactorpodcast at gmail.com and follow us on Instagram at dearactorpodcast. I'll see you next week with our next guest.